you know, we all have daily practices, whether we recognize it or not. And some of those daily practices support our well-being and living a fulfilled life, and some of them don't. So today I'm going to share with you what daily practices I personally have that support my living my life to my fullest, living my life to my highest potential. And this came as a request from one of the listeners. So I'm going to share that with you. So stay tuned. Hello, visionaries. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast, where you can create the life you desire by tapping into your inner wisdom. I'm your host, Padma Ali. I'm widely known in the field of psychology to create long-lasting transformation. And now... I'm here to help you create the life you desire using a combination of neuropsychology and ancient healing practices. This podcast is for you, evolved, overachieving leader who's ready to unlock your highest potential. I'm here to guide you through a process of self-discovery to be the creator of your destiny. And you can do all of that by just taking aligned actions Tapping into the power of your brain, your inner wisdom, and ancient practices. So stay tuned, folks. I am so delighted you are here. Daily practices. Daily practices, we all have daily practices. And daily practices really are a cornerstone to creating whatever you want because they go from habit And that's what we're going to be talking about today, how to create a daily habit of things that fulfill you, that things that make you uplift you, things that head push you in the direction of creating a fulfilled life and how to recognize daily practices that are not conducive or in alignment to what you want to create. Welcome to episode number 70 of the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. And this is your host, Padma Ali. This episode came as a request of one of the listeners who wanted to know what my daily practices were that helped me stay on top of whatever I'm doing. And it got me thinking because so often, again, right, when we think about daily practices, I'm going to backtrack a little bit or I'm going to pause a little bit and go in a tangent for just one second. And I'm going to invite you to also pay attention to this because this is a a foundational piece before we start talking about daily practices. So when I was growing up, I was told waking up in the morning is the best thing for you. Morning is if you wake up early in the morning, then somehow your life, your day is going to be really great and successful. People wake up early in the morning and you have to do that because that's what works for you. And I bought that for many years. And and to be, to be um, transparent, I am a morning person. By the time the sun goes down, I am literally like a bird. I just want to go to bed the moment. I mean, I don't go to sleep. I just want to retire into my cave the moment the sun goes down. I've always been that way. And off late, I'm noticing that my body rhythm is changing. And it's been harder for me to adapt to that. Because I'm not I'm no longer able to wake up at the wee hours in the morning. It's my body's not doing it doesn't want to do that anymore. Even if I'm awake, I just want to lie in bed and not be up and about and jumping around and like doing things. I just don't do they just don't want to do that anymore. So I'm honoring that. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because 
we have often been told what are things that we should, in in air quotes, be doing or not doing, because that's what society has told us. So I'm going to invite you to start to look at what have you been told? Does that work for you? My husband is not a morning person. Well, he's now forced to be because of kids. There's no, (laughs) if you sleep until six o'clock, you're like sleeping in. It's funny. It's like a joke. And so now we, we have structured our life in such a way that one or two days a week he gets to sleep in while I do that. Like it's it's just different. But, you know, he's not a morning person. But I, as long as I've known him for 23 some odd years, he's always felt like he has to wake up, like he has to be a morning person in order to be successful. Finally, in the last, I think, a few years since we've been doing this kind of inner transformational work, he's like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm not a morning person, so I'm not going to force myself to be in a bucket. And that's what I'm inviting you to look at. Have you forced yourself to be in buckets based on what has been told to you? Or are you ready to question and see, is this what I want? Does this work for me? Does this work for my life? And now, as you may already notice, right, this is the foundation for setting up a daily practice. Because on books, you know, we have books like whatever, what was that, like 5 a.m. club, or I don't know, some, somebody was telling me recently about that. Does that work for you? Ask yourself from that, that question first. Does your body do well with that? Or is that what you've been told? Like you should do that. So your daily practices may look very different than mine. Your daily practices may not even involve the morning at all. It doesn't matter. Your daily practices might happen at 1 a.m. I don't care, right? You structure it the way you want to. That's the first rule. (laughs) You structure your daily practices, what they are, when you do it, when you want to do it. Now, with that premise in mind... We also have to look at what daily practices work for you. My daily practices may do zilt for you. Zilch? What is that? Zilt or zilch, right? Okay, whatever. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. My daily practices might not move the needle for you at all. My daily practices might be like, like, um, like needles, what is that? Nails on a chalkboard for you. You have to look at what daily practices work for you. Now, the second rule for daily practices is to do it. You do the daily practices, whatever you're committing to, you do them, no matter what. Because for me, my daily practices are non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. My life, my day revolves around my practice. It's not the other way around because it's that important to me because if I don't do my daily practices, I am not a sane person being very transparent. I lose my patience. I am not the most present with my kids and it doesn't move the needle forward to where I want my life to be. So given all of that, my daily practices are non-negotiable. So whatever your daily practices are, whatever you commit to, you do them. 
Well, you don't have to do anything. I'm just talking like that because that's how I talk to myself. You do them. It's non-negotiable. So if you have a daily practice of meditation, I'm just going to use that because a lot of my listeners meditate. Then your life revolves around your meditation. You don't make meditation like, oh, if I have time today, oh, I'll do it after I do A, B, C, and D, and E. You do it because you are committing to doing it. It's non-negotiable. I've repeated that thousand times by now. <laughs> this is one of the things that my husband does not like about our, about me. He's like, you repeat yourself so many times. I'm like, repetition is the master of learning. So that's how I work. I will repeat myself. You can choose to leave the room if you want. So it's funny. I'm just giving you a snippet of our life. But I do repeat because that's how I learn. And I know that's how you learn. So I will repeat one more time. <laughs> Your practices are non-negotiable. So that's the second rule. All right. So now let's talk about practices. Let's talk about what practices will support you. So the way to look at that is I look at my practices as supporting my life in general, my mental and mental and physical well-being. And then the second one is supporting my dharma, what I am here to do on this planet, my life purpose. You can call that your career. You can call that your work. To me, I call it my dharma, my life purpose. What I do is my life purpose. And I love what I do. And I have to have my practices support that because that pushes my life purpose um, forward. And without that, I would have no energy and I don't mean like energy as in energy to be present in my day, but energy to to really energy to fulfill my life purpose. Let me put it that way. All right. So let's talk about what practices support these two categories. So your first one is your well-being, mental and physical. And then the second one is your life purpose, your dharma, your work, your career, whatever you want to call that. So this is what I do. And I really invite you to do your own practice, to find your own practice that works for you. Okay. My first practice every single day, every single day, non-negotiable, is meditation. Sometimes it's five minutes. Sometimes it's 30 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour. But I do it. Non-negotiable. Because for me, my mental state is so, so tied to the silence. So when I say meditation, sometimes my meditation practice involves just sitting in silence. Sometimes it involves being sitting with a mantra. Sometimes it involves guided meditation. It does not matter, but silence is part of my meditation. Because without silence, I cannot access creative thinking. I cannot access peace of mind. And then I use that as juice to get me through my day. And my meditation is at least twice a day. Like I said, sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's 30 minutes. I, I, I don't, it doesn't matter. To me, it's like I just need to sit. Sometimes I do sitting in my bed 
Sometimes I go sit in a yoga mat. Sometimes I just sit in my living room. Again, for some people, it's really important to have a specific location where they do their practices. For me, I like roaming around my house. I love my house. So I like roaming around my house and finding a spot that feels good. Sometimes I'm sitting in the backyard just hearing the birds. It's so nice out. I just sit there in silence. That's my meditation. Non-negotiable. The second practice that I have is for my physical well-being. So every day I either walk or I do yoga or I do exercise. I do something, something physical with my body. I have to move my body because if I don't move my body, I again, like the energy feels trapped for me. So it's not negotiable. Sometimes it's literally a 10 minute walk. That's all I can manage. And that's all I might do. And sometimes it's an hour long walk. I used to do pretty high intense workouts. And now I don't feel like doing them. So that's okay. I'm listening to my body. I don't want to do hit workouts anymore. So I just joined a um, bear class online. I was like, Oh, my God, I love this. So I'm always trying different things, but something to move my body. Because as my body, my body um, can sometimes trap a lot of energy, stuck energy, and I have to keep moving it, uh, moving the energy out, I mean. And so I do various things to move the energy, especially a lot of my work is energy healing with my clients. And so the energy, I have to let the energy move through. And this is one of the ways that has worked for me. All right. And that also involves making sure that as soon as I wake up in the morning, I drink a lot of water. And that's another practice of mine. And when I drink my water, I say, thank you. I have gratitude. That's also part of my practice. So do you see how these things are fitting into different buckets? So for my dharma, for my work, for my what my life purpose, my third practice is, is hypnosis. I create hypnosis audios for my clients and I have a hypnosis audio that I personally do for my own career. Basically, it's like um, hypnosis is, in, you can say it's just tapping into your subconscious mind and it's creating visuals of what's possible. And the, and the subconscious mind does not know the difference between real and imagined. So I literally allow my life purpose in my hypnosis audio to just come to life. And I bring that back into my work. This is how I've created a successful practice. I mean, my work practice, my, my, my coaching practice. This is non-negotiable because, again, without my dharma, without living my life purpose, I will have, I will be, I'll have no, I'll be a dead bag of walking skin. What is that? <laughs> oh, my God, I'm mincing, I'm like totally butchering words today. You get the point. So these three are non-negotiable practices for me. And the fourth practice is it's more amorphous. It's not, it's not concrete like these three. And that is prioritizing myself. This may be, this may or may not be new to you or it may or may not even resonate for you. But I come first. It used to be very difficult for me to say that or even own it. But I come before even my kids. 
Because if I don't take care of me, there are no kids to take care of. And if you've been around kids, especially young kids, and especially if you've been around my kids, oh my goodness, they are such the talkers. Ooh, there is no silence. I'm like, I'm working with them on creating silence. I want to spend 30 seconds in silence, but they love to talk. That's a lot of noise. A lot of noise that my brain cannot tune out. And so it keeps coming at me and I can't think straight oftentimes. So if I don't prioritize myself and take care of me, I cannot be present for them. So there are days I'm exhausted by being around them. So I am just like, I'm out. Peace out, people. Peace out. (laughs) And I let my husband handle them. And I'm like, I'm gone. I need to take a break. Or even if they haven't exhausted me, nobody can exhaust you. I've chosen to get exhausted. But even if they didn't do that, but my day has been really full. There are days that work like that, right? And I, I haven't, I'm not fully, I'm not, I haven't taken time. I mean, how do I put it? I'm exhausted. So I need to have my own time to get back to me. And whatever that looks like, sometimes it just looks like lying on my bed, like flat, or sometimes I'm reading something, or sometimes I'm just listening to some music, or I don't know, or dancing, whatever I do to kind of get me back to me, I prioritize me. So what that looks like for you is going to vary. So I really invite you to look at these things. So let's recap. First thing, set the foundation up. Make it non-negotiable. And whatever you do, you do it. Whatever you commit to, you're doing it. And then comes the practice. What are your practices? What is what is it that's going to help move your health and wellness, your physical and mental wellness forward? What's going to help move your career, your dharma, your life purpose forward? So look at those and see if you can fit your practices to, to, to connect with those. All right. So let me know your takeaways. Let me know. Share with me what resonated for you. And more than anything, I would love to hear what are your practices that you're committing to? There's something so powerful about declaring that to someone else. Because when you declare it, you do it. You just do it. And we all know that unless we make something a habit, it's going to fall off the wagon. And again, you have the ability and permission, if you need one, to change up your habits. I mean, change up your practices. They don't have to look the same way. But it is about the intention towards these things that are going to be help, help you live a fulfilled life. And that's why I put them in those two buckets, because when you can put your practices to help support those buckets, then you will absolutely move the needle forward into creating a fulfilled life. So, my friends, my dear visionaries, you you know what I'm talking about. You know this is going to help you. Maybe you already have a practice. So how can you deepen that practice? That's all I'm going to invite you to think about and share with me. So much love to you all. The world needs peace and love and as cliched as it sounds. 
So go spread peace and love <laughs> and joy. And I will connect with you in the next episode. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I have a request for you. If you found value, chances are that your friends and family will too. So if you can leave a positive review on iTunes, it will help reach so many more people. And if you have any topics or questions you would like me to feature, please send them to support at PadmaAli.com. And lastly, please share your takeaways and breakthroughs with me on Instagram at PadmaAli. Thank you so much for tuning in. 